telling me about that hit song, that hit song that you heard one oh, time. Oh, by uh, Bonnie Tyler? The hit song yeah, by, by Bonnie, Bonnie Tyler? Tyler. The, the hit song by, by famed songstress Bonnie Tyler. Uh, yeah. Turn, turn around, brown eye. No, no, no. How's it go? <laughs> um, you know what? I don't think I don't think the listener to this show needs to hear such a degrading and and low class parody. No, you were telling me about it. We gotta we gotta we gotta I, go forward. On I it. think you know our show's a little bit more highbrow these days. A turn around, brown eye. Every now and then I have to fart. And I need to fart tonight. And I'm farting more than ever. That one? That one's great. (laughs) And I'm farting making you fart. (laughs) And I'm farting on your pussy. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm (laughs) drinking all your fart juice. Once there was a time I tried to shit. But now I'm, I'm only, only firing, a flying fart. a fart. Yes, now it's I'm only ripping I can a fart. Do. A toad, it's, there's lots of these dicks in my fart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, turn around, uh, brown turn eye. Around, turn around, brown, brown eye. eye. Uh, every now and then I have to fart. Is my magnum opus? I've written the last and only song parody I'll ever need to make a million dollars, <laughs> right? Turn around, that yeah. You can be you can be uh, one of those uh, shock jocks. You can be <laughs> one of those '90s radio shock jocks, like Man Cow, or you could be like Opie and Anthony. That's a real that's a real good Opie and Anthony bit. Opie and Anthony uh, were back in the news this week because of Paris Hilton. Um, Paris Hilton. Really? What did they do? Well, this Paris Hilton just brought up a really cringe-worthy interview that they did back in 2001 where they were just making fun of her in a misogynist way. She just sort of mm. was like, hey, guys, remember this? And then mm. people listened to it, and they were like, oh, God. Um, so <laughs> These these LB and Anthony guys who've been fired from many of their jobs yeah, for they, being... They, they managed too to unwholesome get, for shock jock radio. They managed to get canceled for stuff they did uh, 20 years ago now, which is, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kind of impressive in terms of how offensive they were. They got fired from the radio because they, they broadcasted the noises of a couple having sex in a church. <laughs> and so That's they got fired. Weird. I remember That's when so that happened. Weird. I was listening to... I, I was a I was a listener, a young a young prepubescent boy. I listened to all the shock jocks I could. Uh, and it's interesting to find other people did that too, but I was listening to all of them, plus some of the local ones in Dallas. There was a couple of local okay. ones in Dallas. This one guy... Um, gosh, what was his name? I can't remember his name right now, but he... he <laughs> <laughs> he bought a, a vintage Batmobile, like one of the vintage Batmobiles from the Adam West era, and that he thought that was <laughs> really cool. cool. And those would, are really cool. Yeah, he would drive around Dallas in that. Um, <laughs> Damn, I don't know. You're making this guy sound. You're making this guy sound like a baller. He was uh, the what same. What would he do on air? Would he? Yeah, he was what the, was his famous bit? The same stuff where you like make fun of people with disabilities or women. Like okay, that's what they go. do. They're doing doing ableism and not the good kind of woke ableism, where yeah, it's like I kind. draw a picture. No yeah. one. Well, I. No one liked my I can doing, ableism joke about the cannabis store. 
can it, what, what what was the joke? Well, was it's the joke. joke. It becomes a. It's like a really woke cannabis store called Can Ableism, but it's secretly cannibals. Oh oh oh. Okay, yeah. it's not. A, I'm sorry. It's I need, not it needs obvious. workshopping because Can Ableism <laughs> is like cannibalism, and that's funny. But how do you? What's the setup? Can ableism sounds like some sort of like Canadian version of ableism where they just <laughs> politely that to me that's what it registers more as opposed to a cannabis shop uh yeah you know I, I can't can ableism it's funny to think about we're doing some very Canadian ableism to you right now <laughs> well your 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 wheelchair is costing us government money because we live in a in a social democracy that's funded, <laughs> except we have a shitty healthcare system, and the NDP means nothing. The NDP is a meaningless collection of non-ideologues who are just there to, I don't know, be a vestigial appendix to the Liberal Party. I saw a, a tweet kind of went viral saying that like something like if you're not paying attention to the Canadian left, uh, take a look because they're in the middle of some kind of big war do you get that sense yeah well uh if you're talking about the mainstream left in quote in heavy scare quotes political party Mm -hmm. uh the ndp then yeah there is sort of a reckoning for the will of that party going on right now because it's basically been floundering as this just a very slightly slightly to the left of the liberal party institution when really in order for it to be a meaningful party at all it has to take on some more radical policies and what still sucks about the ndp is they're still the most left-wing mainstream party in canada because the greens recently got a lady named annamie paul who's credentialed she's a princeton lady but she has weird you know venezuela venezuela like juan guaido ties like weird capitalist coup people she's buddying up with these people and you know uh, uh, green party people in canada have been called conservatives on bikes you know stuff like that Ooh, some of that some of that razor sharp canadian wit that we all razor sharp (laughs) and we all love (laughs) i'm crushing your head i'm crushing your head Sorry. Hey, we have Mark McKinney is popular. <laughs> the resurgence of Superstore as a sitcom, and thanks to its proliferation on all the streaming platforms. Uh, one thing I like about Canadian McKinney in our lives. One thing I like ever. about Canadian media is that it it is guaranteed that they will rep other Canadian artists like like, like shoe, shoehorn them in like Trailer Park Boys. They'll get every Canadian artist ever to come on a trailer park boys make sure everyone has their five minutes um, the only thing the only cup i can only think of alex lifeson from rush and sebastian bach well elliot page uh, and uh who he, else yeah but before elliot page was famous i guess that's true you know it's well, just a right and passage. then that that's all there was <laughs> uh, <laughs> see point proven every single canadian artist there you go there you go. That's all of them. Get a little Drake was on, or or it's Trailer Park Boys or Degrassi. You know, you were either uh, on Trailer Park Boys or Degrassi. That's the path to fame. I gotta watch Degrassi. Degrassi's uh, it's a funny weird show. Yeah, I gotta watch it. All all versions of Degrassi are funny and weird. What do you mean versions? 
Well, because Degrassi started in the 1980s. It's basically like the Doctor Who of Canadian teen dramas, where there's just endless cycling versions of it. Ooh, there's 80s? And Yeah, and actually characters from the 80s Degrassi come back in the Degrassi The Next Generation show. Wow. Much like Don Quixote. <laughs> what? Is Don Quixote take place over? I've never read Well, there's Don two Quixote. books in it, and characters from the first book come back into the second book. Ah, there's a time skip. Like in yes. One Piece. <laughs> That's yes. my... <laughs> well, Don Quixote is the mo is the first modern novel because it's like trippy in a, in, a, in a way in that uh, the events of the first book inform the main character um, in a way that was new. Like, so he gets really famous. Don Quixote gets really famous as like this crazy old guy who went fighting windmills. Yeah. And so then he becomes a famous person in Spain. And so the second book is like a, about him dealing with the fame of the... Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but, but neither book is real. That's such a that's such an interesting thing. I mean, I'm just thinking about, you know, I was ruminating on a movie that's generally thought to be a classic and, you know, is, is taught in film schools as like a perfect screenplay. And so, something that I generally agree with is, is network by mm -hmm. Patty Chayefsky. Mm -hmm. But yeah, even in Don Quixote, as you're describing it, I don't know much about the plot of Don Quixote because I'm a pleb. But, you know, there's part of, the, part of it is him getting subsumed into this public perception of himself and sort of losing the beat. As in, as is a network when uh, Howard Beale starts, you know, ranting, and then the network starts taking advantage of his ranting because we're getting really good, we're getting really good traction with this Beale ranting over here, you know, mm. and you you see that theme endlessly reproduced, like your attempt at at re at rebellion or revolution or living a more noble life is is eventually thwarted and subsumed by society. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting about Don Quixote is, you know. I would say that this is a feature of neoliberalism in Network, but in Don Quixote, we, you're, there's not a neoliberal society. It's just... Oh, yeah, but it uh, is sort of about the end of a different sort of society. Um, is, is it about the emergence of a capitalist, a more no, capitalist but, no, society? No, no, it's not, nothing about capitalism, but it's a, sort of about the end of chivalry. As a, um, yeah. as a Chivalry was like a code of ethics that really informed everyone for a little while. Um, mm. And it was a big pile of contradictions um, mm. because the knights were upper class and were constantly losing fights because they wouldn't li basically they wouldn't listen to like with the working class soldiers who did it for a living and knew what they were doing. Countless times knights were just big assholes who had this code of chivalry that was obviously bullshit because of how they actually acted um and don quixote's a really old man when he goes off fighting windmills um because he thinks there's giants they are giants uh but mm -hmm. cooler crazier shit happens like so someone um in between there was a gap in between when cervantes wrote books one and two and i'm i'm remembering all of this stuff so I, there, some of the details may be wrong but another thing that's cool that happened is someone wrote a fake sequel to mm. it. And uh, Cervantes read the fake sequel and then writes parts where 
uh, the main character, Don Quixote, has also read the fake sequel, and he talks about, he's like, oh, they're writing such bullshit about me. (laughs) That's pretty cool. And it's very funny. Yeah, you should read it. It reads easy. It's not a hard read Mm. at all. Um, I mean, you got to get one of the good translations, but I think all the translations are pretty... Oh, but but yeah, the, there are elements of meta narrative. Mm-hmm. I mean, Don Quixote. You know, the, it's the story goes right that he reads too many stories, and that's what drives him insane. He reads too many novels, and that's what makes him is, go insane. Wait, is that what happens? I think I remember that. Yeah, 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 is yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, isn't that the future yeah, yeah, of the story? Yeah, yeah, that's at the beginning. So it's like a deconstruction. It's a deconstruction mm-hmm. of the the chivalrous hero, much in the same way. That that uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion is a deconstruction of the mechanism. Right. Genre. Well, you know, Howard is it's a, is it Howard Beale and Network? Yeah, Howard he, Beale. He, there's. I mean, I don't know. I don't think you can go too far with Don Quixote and Network, but there are a couple of parallels that are interesting. Mm. And I need you more than ever. Yeah. Well, sort of a guy driven insane and trying to. Uh, adhere to a more noble life or at least a guy who's like journalism had become subsumed by corporate filth and the idea that you could use journalism or broadcasting as a as a way to speak truth to power Mm -hmm. but in the end speaking that truth to power is just subsumed by the machine (laughs) yeah I think we use subsumed too much we gotta um, I say I say love to be subsumed I love a subsuming. Have you ever been subsumed? Uh, just once, and uh, I was I was doing one of those, um, you know, those things where they put you in a latex and vacuum bag you out, so you're just you know this yeah. um, latex yeah. gimp. Yeah, everyone person. knows that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was I was vacuum sealed in latex, and. Uh, yeah, that that was that was the most subsumed that I've ever been. That sounds cozy. Uh, but the problem is, uh, they foreclosed on the S N M dungeon right in the middle of the procedure, mm-hmm. and a bunch of uh, feds actually, you know, took me out. <laughs> I was the the latex vacuum mm-hmm. machine. It's this like large mattress like rectangle, and I was still on it. And because I couldn't speak. They didn't realize I was still on it. They thought I was just a prop, so they ended. They they threw me in a ditch. Damn! That, and you know, I was later. That's kind of like what happened to Han Solo. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Han Solo was a latex creep. Uh, well, no, Java. It's in the Java's books. the latex creep. He's probably. He. he I don't <laughs> think he. They probably didn't have latex in um, Star Wars. You don't. I don't think. Yeah, it's called space tex. <laughs> It's worse. <laughs> the one thing that we have that's better is plastic. There's not a single kind of plastic in all of Star Wars. That's the one thing they don't have in science fiction because it's also a curse. They don't have fossil fuels because they didn't have dinosaurs. Damn. No dinosaurs on tattooing because God didn't put them there as a test. God didn't put evolution in the Star Wars universe. Imagine if, imagine uh, if there's other forms of life and we're <laughs> the only ones that got evolution. Uh, I mean, there definitely are other forms of life. Did, didn't they discover like 
very tiny potential forms of life on like water moons of Jupiter no. and stuff no. like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that would be major news. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'm just imagining that. Maybe I think that happened. They found water on the moon and um that was a big deal they found i and they think they think that's okay. pretty likely there used to be water on mars and there may be water underneath mars um oh damn but a bunch of silicon valley freaks are gonna bottle that water and sell it as mars water yeah if there if <laughs> we knew that there were there was microorganisms living on a moon of jupiter we would be on the way right now guarantee or okay. and if we weren't if we weren't i would be so sad because that's what we should do. We should take the Star Trek type mentality, abandon money, and make the quest for knowledge and knowledge itself our new currency. Yeah, STEM is the only. <laughs> it's the yeah. only thing we should be violently repress the arts. We should communism, but STEM STEM Lord yeah. communism. Yeah. <laughs> Art should only, as, as it is in Star Trek, art should only be done by our robots who are attempting to understand humanity. <laughs> All the art shall be put on holodecks. Yeah, it's gonna be great, guys. Let's do this. Come mm -hmm. on. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what Star Trek utopianism is. Yeah. Uh, there's a debate. Do you think Star Trek comes across as? genuinely utopian or do it you think does, there's like an undercurrent of you know it comes across as utopian because its leaders are all like great actors instead of who we would instead <laughs> of who we would actually get like space commander cuomo like come here why are you flying the plane the space plane when you could be giving me a kiss give me a smooch <laughs> <laughs> Who cares about whether data is sentient <laughs> when I could be kissing you? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, yeah, you get, you oh get great men. At Star Trek's unrealistic because every single fucking um, captain is a... And women with Janeway. Right, you get great, so you get great human as the leader. Um, mm hmm or evil or super evil <laughs> instead of just yeah. horny i guess that rikers right when riker takes over that's why people like it because riker's uh, primary objective is horny <laughs> well star trek started out yeah. as horny kirk's primary objective was right. also horny and that that's what was lost in the mix of the new star trek because uh picard while he was definitely horny a lot of the time he was subdued mm -hmm. he was horny for beverly crusher he hooked up he got mad puss he hooked up with gene gray mm -hmm. from <laughs> from the x-men movies famka jansen who was like a perfect sex object and she was like oh picard i'll be your sex object and he was like no i've got too much dick discipline <laughs> i can and, uh, uh, <laughs> number one I call it number one. Now number two and number three, <laughs> you can guess what those are. <laughs> oh my, oh my. Uh, Star the TNG is good. TNG is good. Uh, and yeah, I would agree that it does come across as genuinely utopian. Just the idea of a replicator, the uh, that machine. That was always the thing that I wanted most in Star Trek: the machine where you just say whatever food it is. And it brings it to you, just materializes in front Number of you. Number one, I'd like a pile of uh, shit. 
<laughs> Materialize. Captain, are you going to eat that entire pile of shit right in front of me? Yes, you have like to ride There's there's an idea for your next two panel comic. Have Captain Picard have go, Captain yeah. Picard materialize a pile of shit and then eat it. <laughs> Irony for the Gen Zs. I had a I had a shit idea for a comic, but I was wondering if it was woke ableism. It's um Dan Crenshaw's terrible secret. And he flips open his eye patch and he shits out his eye socket. <laughs> um, Which I find funny for some reason. But is it ableism? Because he lost his eye doing something terrible. Like he wasn't born that way. But am I saying to all single eyed people, you know, oh, you, oh, you shit out your eyes. <laughs> um, how yeah. is that like an insult to their ability? <laughs> Is that an insult to, like, their disability? How? I don't know. It's just, Maybe it's just, uh, like, they would feel, I'm saying that everyone with an eye patch is secretly holding a face anus. Like the know? eye patch is holding back the poop? <laughs> that's, and there's a bulge. You see yeah. a bulge? That'd be terrifying, yeah, dude. His head is full of poop constantly, yeah. I mean, no. Shitting out yeah, your eyes. Yeah, that sounds terrifying. I mean, definitely don't make that comment because you will get canceled. You'll go to Canadian jail, right? What do they do now? They send you up north. They send you to the Yukon. Yeah, see, see that's cannibalism. Yeah. That's cannibalism. There's your. That's how you get back to that joke. Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, I was tempted to do woke ableism to Greg Abbott recently, and also to Madison Cawthorn, who was punching a tree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you see sweet, the footage of Madison boy. Cawthorn punching yeah. a tree? Oh, I did see it. Um, no, you, you dropped out for a okay, second. Okay, you saw the footage. I dropped my internet. Okay. I saw it. I, yeah. I, um, that, that, that sweet boy is what I have to say. That sweet Nazi yeah. boy. Uh, that sweet uh, paraplegic Nazi Dude, someone boy. took, like, Dr. <laughs> Strangelove and went back in time with him and made him learn English, and that's him. <laughs> oh, man. I, like, I like the idea of this very conflicted Antifa guy with Madison Cawthorn. <laughs> Yo, man. He's, like, very... Uh, he's Antifa. a Nazi, but he's in a wheelchair. Damn, is this ableism or is this... Antifa's going to take me out tree Can punching. I beat the shit out of this guy? I I don't think I could take Madison Cawthorn. I think he could really? beat me, even though even though he's disabled yet. He seems like he has a lot of upper body he strength. He could run you over, probably. <laughs> yeah, he could, he could probably, yeah. <laughs> There was always like uh, some. T I, I don't know where I'm pulling this from, but I feel like there was a like a trope in '90s cartoons where uh, there was always a character in a wheelchair, and if it was like they had superpowers, the wheelchair guy always like he can turn his wheelchair into a fucking tank <laughs> and mow this guy yeah. down. And you know that I feel that should be like a feature of all wheelchairs, frankly. Yeah, and we should subsidize it with government funds. Um. I don't think the transforming vehicle uh, thing has been worked out quite yet. Like, have, have we ever had a vehicle that transformed? Because transformers can trans convertibles. Duh. I've always can you <laughs> not every convertible you can take the top off while you're driving. If you do that on some convertibles, the whole top rips off. 
<laughs> I mean specifically feature. when you are in motion. Because a transformer uh, can transform in motion. That's what I want to see. Okay. I don't know. I don't think we have that technology yet. Um, where a Shia LaBeouf can commandeer a transformer. Yeah, Shia and not Shia LaBeouf die. can just turn into an intense freak. Like right before your eyes like an authoritarian <laughs> power tripping asshole do you oh, remember man. his uh do you remember his campaign when trump was first elected where he put a camera outside yeah he was it called he will not divide yeah. us i think it was called he will not divide us and it immediately got trolled by 4chan assholes. it turned into a gathering spot for the alt-right yeah, I'm convinced much of the alt-right met going to that camera. <laughs> oh, my God. But then, so he took... So it was originally in fucking, like, Williamsburg or Greenpoint or some hipster-ass neighborhood mm-hmm. in New, in Brooklyn. And then he finally took it down and put it in, like, the middle of the desert in Arizona. And the fucking 4chan people figured out where it was. Yeah. And then, like, put a Pepe flag in yep. front of they it. They found out where it was every time. He And then he, they kind yeah. of made Shia LaBeouf go insane. Yeah, maybe that's, yeah, that's that what... Broke, that that that's did what fuck him, him up insane. a little bit. I mean, he was, like, eventually arrested in front of it fighting someone. Right? Was that part of... I don't remember, but it is... it that That is a funny story. Shia LaBeouf's... I don't remember all the details, but I, I think you're, if that's not right, that's close to right. All of the details cascade into this beautiful melange of misguided ideas and an egoist and, like, this malevolent group of trolls. And it's like you don't really feel bad because the person they're hurting is Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, no, he was arrested on, like the a, li- on his own live stream fighting people. Well, I guess Nazis who come up. Oh yeah, a, a Nazi comes up and says Hitler does nothing wrong, did nothing wrong, and put his arm around Shia LaBeouf, and then Shia LaBeouf like attacked him. That's pretty cool, actually. You know, Shia gets points for that in my book. You know, he doesn't get points for strangling FKA twigs allegedly, no. but he gets points for strangle more Nazis and less FKA twigs. Is- no, Maybe no. Put his arm around him and was like, <laughs> like "Oh, I thought, yeah, no, 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 nope." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought about saying something like that, and then I was like, "Nope, don't need to, don't uh, need to." <laughs> uh, yeah, speaking speaking of casual racism, the fucking queen got got I booted say, this weekend. Well, now, Megan, you and uh, Harry are. Go, been going together two years now. So what? 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 What does going? I mean, what happens when someone like you and someone like Harry? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Back in my day, 
When you wanted to put the crayons, well, we didn't have crayons. They were just diamonds. They didn't write. But we scrawled on the old discs with them. I don't. I. I don't know what the fucking queen says. What is the well, fucking the queen, queen apparently? Say? I don't care for the blacks. <laughs> the queen apparently, and they're all. All of them are racist, which I can totally a hundred percent believe. I didn't see any of the interview. I didn't intake any part oh. of it. But what well, you I didn't even read a summary. They said, "What?" Well, I read okay, a summary. Okay. Basically, what they said is they wouldn't provide security for the baby. Something about them spending eight months at Tyler Perry's compound, <laughs> which seems frankly like maybe they were being held captive by Tyler Perry, <laughs> who was ransoming the queen. Uh, it's a new Medea. New Medea movie. Uh, yeah. uh, Prince yeah. Ransom. <laughs> uh, diary Diary of a Mad Regicide mm. Artist. <laughs> Medea, Medea kills the queen in defense of the honor of black women. Well, so uh, the biggest thing in the Oprah interview, which is what we're talking about with Meghan Markle and Harry... Uh, Battenberg-Windsor. Harry Battenberg-Windsor. Um, that... Actually, I'm sorry, Mountbatten. Mountbatten-Windsor. They used to be... They Mount used to Batten. be Battenberg, but Battenberg was too German, so they changed it to uh, uh, yeah. Mountbatten. Mountbatten-Windsor. They didn't want everyone to know the secretly Central European bitches. Well, Windsor, of course, in 1917, the house Windsor was the house Saxe-Coburg-Gotha, which was also too German. Yeah. Uh, too too yeah. German, so it's two German families have made this Prince Harry, who was of course on the cover of the Daily Mail wearing a Nazi outfit, uh, and the prince uh, the prince married Meghan Markle, and apparently his mother was concerned about the color of the baby. No, not his mother, wow. his grandmother. His mother died. Okay. Yeah, his mother, well, died, was murdered. <laughs> By the dastardly press, who we have to outlaw now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, apparently, apparently, what if he's the heir to the throne? And he's, well, it's also not to be crass or nothing, but have you seen Meghan Markle? It's like, yeah. it's not, again, it's really not going to alter no. that much. We don't go there either, because genes are weird, man. Okay. You don't, like, the thing is, okay. also, have you seen Meghan Markle's mother? Because she's a black lady, and I think Meghan Markle's a black lady. Okay. Um, I, she's definitely not pretending, like like uh, some of <laughs> some other topics. <laughs> like every, every, like, like like every other academia, woman, apparently. <laughs> no. Everyone's pretending. <laughs> Imagine if, like, everyone in America was actually pretending to be black. <laughs> kind of was like uh, that. Uh, just like I, I had this idea like you go to a conference of Canadian academics and indigenous indigenous studies, and the, the announcer is like, "Is anyone here actually indigenous?" <laughs> and no one puts their hand up, and except for one lady that says, "I'm Jewish." You don't count, Rachel. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Can I still keep coming? Uh, I'm sure. So uh, yeah, it's a real fucking problem. I was shocked. I, I was a, a little bit shocked at what at this Oprah interview because it was either the Queen Elizabeth or I don't know her her son Charles who questioned the color of the baby, and I just think that's crazy. 
Why is that? Why? For the queen? For these people? Why would that be crazy for these people? Well, that's just such a horrible thing to say. I don't know. Yeah, but it's the queen. Yeah, you but know, it's she their, was their like, uh, grandson and sons. It's like a horrible thing to say to your son. It's just crazy. Yeah, but it's a it's a legacy thing. They're, they're, I don't think... See, I think when you have that much money, you don't really view yourself as a person. Mm. You know? You view yourself as sort of like... You, you have this stiff upper lip duty to the country you know you your your desires do not matter and the desire the will of the people is to not have a slightly caramel colored little baby <laughs> you you are an emissary of the state young harry and in doing so the state is is sickly and pale as it represents mm. I, I yeah, don't know what it they're represents. They're going to have to have that, like, Our that sickly taste. pale little boy be the king. Whoever William's kid yeah. is. Uh, if, if, if a king is too tan, <laughs> if a king has a darker complexion, then people will be lulled into a false sense of security by his good health. A people should think their king is constantly going to die... Uh, from incest fits, but he will live to 146. Incest fits. I got a case of them, yeah. doc. doc uh, the doctor's like, well, what do you think you have? Like, I see you're coming here in here. I see these symptoms that you're describing. Uh, fits. Um, you had sex with your sister. Uh, oh, wait. An incest fit isn't something that happens to the... Oh, no, okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, an, an incest fit is when you know occasionally every thirty-six hours, Prince Charles will just start saying jackfruit, jackfruit, jackfruit. And, I think you mean you the know, old they, one, like the ninety-nine-year-old to... one, Prince Philip. Yeah, yeah, that's Prince probably, Philip will just say that. Probably goes around like. And they and they need to the only way they can settle him is by whipping his bald head with boom whackers. Yeah, you know what's weird about that? Like ninety nine year old people now aren't to me that impressive. Now that I'm thirty one. Now, now I kind of kind of because like a, when I was eleven, a ninety nine year old person had was alive in nineteen oh one, which I thought was cool. Yeah, a ninety nine year old person now that I means they were born in nineteen nineteen. Right? Or 1920. Not, not as good. They yeah, haven't seen okay. as much cool shit. Like, they didn't see the Russian Revolution. They saw the war. The, the second war. They saw the you only saw war. the second. We didn't even see the first world war. Yeah. Didn't see the prequel. Doesn't understand. It's not Never in saw context, the fucking prequel. You know? Exactly. It's like those kids, those scrub kids that are coming right now into the MCU with WandaVision. <laughs> These bitches. <laughs> nah, I don't care. I've, I haven't seen WandaVision. I don't intend to. It's over. The MC, I'm never going to watch another Marvel Marvel property. Now, I mean, I should never say never, but I have absolutely no yeah. desire to watch Do planes shit. count? Like, does on a plane count? But I wouldn't watch it on a plane because I watch movies on... I don't watch TV shows on planes oh, for some right. reason. I only like watching movies I'm, on yeah, planes. Yeah, right. Well, you, I... But I guess the line between movies and TV. I meant is more like now, um, so. you said never any Marvel movie ever again. I I could see myself watching a Marvel movie on a plane. Yeah, I could see myself watching a Marvel movie I've already seen, but I don't want to invest in any new Marvel properties. What about Ant Man three. 
I, I, pro I probably will because I'm a stupid little piggy bitch that consumes media hoggishly because it has bright colors and things that I recognize and vaguely quippy dialogue that I could be like, you know, those Marvel movies, they're funny in some places, <laughs> you know. It's not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Ant-Man movies have fucking Tim Heidecker and fucking uh, Neil Hamburger in them for some reason. They show up in the fucking Marvel Universe, so there's something going on, maybe, but probably yeah. not. And and our favorite boys just lent themselves to a big capitalist. I, I really hope Greg Turkington got paid, like, bank for his Ant-Man appearance. I hope he got paid, like, fucking 35K for, like, his 10-second 10, 10 hmm. scene. Yeah, everyone should be paid at, like, 35K per 10 seconds. That should be the minimum wage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree. All right. Cameo Dude, wage. Cameo wage is what we my, should be fighting the, for. My favorite, like, fantasy is, like, a violent revolution to the point where we're, they're like, okay, we'll give you anything you want. What, what do you want? And we're like, raise the minimum wage to something outrageous. And we, ha we really have them over a barrel. And then, and then the only change we want is like 35K every 10 seconds. That's the minimum wage. <laughs> you can afford it. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Just print more money. Man, speaking of minimum wage, uh, Kristen Cinema really fucked up this week. It's not Cinema, it's Cinema. Kristen Cinema really fucked up this week. She did the thumbs down anime I pose. I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. <laughs> you thought <Yeah>. it was cool? <laughs> so, for people. Not in the know, the Senate voted on whether to raise the federal minimum wage from the current paltry seven twenty-five to $15 an hour, which is still pretty bad, but it's, like, not poverty poverty. You're just, you were just, uh, you and everyone else is just jealous, because she's so good looking. <laughs> she, she is a very, she's a very attractive woman. Uh, and Kristen's cinema, who was the Arizona senator, the, the woman who... Uh, was directly after John McCain yeah, took John McCain's Senate seat. Uh, she was supposed to... She had even uh, represented before that they need to raise the minimum wage, and she emphatically and enthusiastically voted no on raising the minimum wage. And the way in which she did was by doing a little curtsy, holding her purse in one hand, and doing a little thumbs down when she did her curtsy. And that footage is being distributed yeah. is showing a gleeful callus. I, you know what? I think this is a big miss, a uh, big um, to, to have a Bushism, it's a misunderestimation. It's a misunderestimation. <laughs> You're misunderestimating her. You know why? Yeah. Okay, so everyone is saying that she, Kirsten Cinema, like pats Mitch McConnell on the back and then does this little curtsy move to try to make him see and makes him, and or something and they're not putting any kind of like have some imagination you don't have to hate on this lady she's maybe she's playing some kind of insane erotic mind games with mitch mcconnell right now and if she if she <laughs> becomes his like dominatrix mistress and is stepping on his balls with her high heels then guess what democrats are in a pretty good position mitch mcconnell likes cat girls it's been proven what's the like uh yeah and the other thing Mitch McConnell's always going, Nyan. 
Yeah. yeah. I, I gotta say, I, I don't care about her uh, her cool outfit, which I thought was cool, and her her outfit was cool. Good color block. <laughs> and her and her and her uh, gutsy <laughs> vote against uh, giving poor people any more money at all. It was real. It was really taking a stand to the unwashed hordes. Actually, you could think of it as a way and courageous if you did fear people coming after you, which she clearly doesn't, and it clearly won't happen. But uh, you could spin it such that she's fighting against the majority's will. You know, she's taking a principled stance because we can't fucking afford, afford it. Okay, we can't fucking afford it. Small it's like It's like a bajillion Small. more dollars. We can't even calculate it. Damn many more. <laughs> what if Sam's grow and feed can't afford to pay their people seven twenty-five an hour? Where else will they... Uh, then we then only fans won't be able to be funded. Then our nation's GoFundMes would go barren. Think about their I GoFundMes. Want, dude, Think about their OnlyFans. Dude, only you fans. know it's a skeezy job right now is the OnlyFans like union organizer guy. He's like, "Come on, girls, <laughs> let's all do this together." <laughs> <laughs> is this a union or is this just a pimp? <laughs> nah, it's a union. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Why are you spending all of our dues on? <laughs> Nothing. Just a few gold yeah, like, teeth. You know, golden walking it. canes. <laughs> <laughs> just a few. Just a few gigantic two two meter cat feathers. You know. Yeah, Nothing plume. wrong with that. We found Lots this receipt for forty eight plumes. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing with this union? Yeah, buddy? that was a great um, shout out to Kramer. And Seinfeld in the Technicolor Dreamcoat episode. <laughs> um, when you think about it, a pimp really is a union. He's, he's, he's like the old style union where you'd have guys that could bust heads if they ever shortchanged your workers. Right. Uh. Well, I, I, I jest about that, but actually there are egalitarian sex worker guilds that very much do function like unions, especially brothels run by madams who there's a lot of bad madams but there's a lot of good madams that's why you have like you can't have uh one person claim to represent the entirety of the organization Uh, Mm -hmm. like you do with the pimp scenario Mm. you have every everyone has got something in common the sex workers control the means of sex production (laughs) that's what sex marks the sex I, uh, <laughs> with the sex machine uh, prostitution has been legal in germany uh for a while so there's probably some interesting research being done on the effects on society there but it's probably not translated yet i when did i think they legalized uh, between 15 and 20 years ago i don't know so there should be some stuff coming out <laughs> get, mm. get on those researchers now people see <laughs> Now we will see the effects of prostitution on Germans. <laughs> we liked it very much. The sex was mm. more efficient and thus preferable. Um, how is it that you say in American, how is the sausage made? Uh, yes. <laughs> how is the sausage made? It's made in with the prostitution. <laughs> <laughs> like, very matter of fact, they are. 
Yes. Uh, man. Speaking of Germans, and hence Nazis, uh, the Mumford and Son guy really likes Andy and Go. Oh, man. So which guy is... So this is the Mumford and Sons guy. He, he tweeted that he read a book by Andy No or Nyo. Yeah. Oh, whoa. I don't know how he's... Andy is Ngo it to Ngo? the Bulls. It's not Ngo. Uh, okay, I say but that's Ngo. Asian... I don't know how it's uh, fucking pronounced. Anti-Asian racism. It's anti-Asian, and we have to be very wary of anti-Asian well, racism. Well, you do with these guys. There have been spikes You do with crimes. these guys, because they'll... They'll, they'll like use it against you you can't do woke racism you can't do woke ableism you can't do woke no, racism dude, come on people are forgetting the active part of those it's woke you know so you don't have to Just worry do, about the only it, right? good humor anyway is self-deprecating andy no is a bad person which is why you know we get to we get to say that he looks like the 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 South Asian Wayne Newton. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I do believe that. Uh, I don't. I do believe he's got a big Wayne Newton I don't, energy I don't going. That's not racist. He does Andy look like no the is South a, Asian is Wayne a, Newton. Is a very deceitful video editor, basically. That's his, the big bad thing about him is that he will do these deceitful videos um, and spread propaganda and he also published yeah. so every single person that was arrested during the protests he posted their name and mugshot like a close like his like high quality somehow he got a connection so every single and mm -hmm. huge threads with people's name and mugshot and if he could find any information about him i'm sure he would post that too so he's like actively mm -hmm trying to document people who would go to Black Lives Matter protests and get arrested, including journalists, which yeah. is fucked up. So the Mumford and Sons guy uh, reading his book so lame, I guess, but they're lame. So, Well, so I was also, the Mumford and Sons guy, he's a blue check with only 3K followers, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Uh, so he's not he's not a very popular public figure. Not as much as the main Mumford and Son guy, Marcus Mumford, who uh, was in Inside Lewin Davis. So that gave him some credibility for me. He quits himself pretty well in that movie. Fare thee well, her honey. Fare thee well. Whatever. Boo. Uh, but this guy's the banjo player for Marcus Mumford. And I think his dad is some sort of finance ghoul. He's he's uh he's a rich boy with a banjo, and the only other stuff that I could find on his page, all of it was about Chinese Uyghur mm -hmm. genocide. Like that seems to be his main number one obsession. Okay. Um, and I mean the Uyghur genocide is interesting because it could be happening, yeah. but I don't trust any of our news on China. And I don't trust any of China's news on what China. What about the German news so, and the French news? Seriously, though, that's <laughs> important. Yeah, no, but I think all all coverage of China, there, there's like generally this sort of coalition against in the Western, well, in in the EU, and in North horses. America against China to sort EU of EU just signed a big EU. Hmm? Hold your horses because the EU just signed a big China deal. I think you should check out that uh, Dutch DW, that Dutch newspaper. I think it's called DW. I don't know what it stands for. See what okay. their coverage is about the Uyghurs uh, right now, and then if it's 
there's anything there, then maybe maybe we should take it seriously. But I don't know. How, how do you take it seriously? I, I, I don't know. It's just always China is a black hole of information usually just because of the heavy government control and the stuff we do get. It's a, like these drone footage of these Uyghur camps. And it's like, well, it could be drone footage of Uyghur camps, but... I mean, there's also, like, the whole whataboutism thing, where it's, like, I think in this case is how do we justify, you know, condemning and consigning China, you know, trying to start a trade war with them or trying to start, you know, God forbid, a real war with them, which I think the underlying message with this Mumford and Son guy is he does seem sort of like a bloodthirsty, crazy asshole, like one of these, we should start a war with China because this is the real clash of civilization shit. Oh, no. You know, the Muslims weren't enough. We need to start a war with the fucking Chinese. You know, he's like one of these assholes. Which is why, you know, which, which explains why he's also into, uh, he's also anti-Antifa. Because he is this uh, status quo preserver. I mean, it's in it's in the music of uh, Mumford and Son. We were talking about it as well. I, I had made a quip earlier about when Ariel Pink got caught at the White House about how um, oh yeah it's no surprise that Ariel Pink is a fucking alt-right guy since his entire career is based around nostalgia mm -hmm. and or and I, I phrased mm -hmm. it much better it's like uh, the guy who built his entire career around uh, looking towards the past is uh, reactionary who would have thought so you know and it's the same with these Mumford and Sons except where uh, Ariel Pink is looking back towards the 80s. These Mumford and Son guys are looking back towards the 1900s. So they're even more reactionary. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, I thought, oh, I guess they are. Man, um, I guess they're, are they looking back to the 1900s? Is that why they only have the bass drum? <laughs> yeah, well, they, yeah, it's, um, when does Oh Brother Where Art Thou take place? I guess that's the 1920s. But yeah, Depression-era banjo american folk music uh, but it's airs it's not authentic it's airsatz because it's like done with this pop music stomp yeah. sensibility so it's not like they're i mean i mean like though occasionally like the marcus mumford guy will do like a more traditional folky sounding thing but that's not their shtick their shtick is it's a big pop song with a mm -hmm. four to the floor bass and a singable melody and a fighting in your face. And, mood, and I yeah. was shit in my pants. Was suck and your I dick. Yeah. Was suck your dick. And every yeah. line starts with I. No. And I will suck a boy's dick. <laughs> And I will eat a boy's asshole, and I'll be coming out for you in the night when I eat your asshole and I get on my flight. <laughs> I, I don't know what that's, the fuck. Yeah, that's it, man. That's what they sound like. Freaks. <laughs> I could suck a boy's dick. Oh, that'd be fun. You can't suck a girl's dick, though, because uh, it stands to reason that they're also transphobic. Who is Mumford's? The Mumfords? I, they're probably they also British? transphobic. I don't think the banjo player they, would suck a girl. Because if they're British, then the odds go up. Yeah, they the are odds, British. The odds are so, up yeah, there. They're all, Sorry, they're British all people. Yeah. It's a stereotype about you yeah. now that you hate trans people because of your fucking Harry Potter lady. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, the Harry Potter lady was big, but it's really um, the unique feature of England, which makes it so transphobic. I've heard it broken down this way. Is um, the shape of the their oh, tabloid okay, press the island shape? But no. Is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the weird shape of the island creates ley lines that make people transphobic. Uh, the ancient druids, that's what Stonehenge, it was it's originally a, yeah, like a turf transphobia monument. hex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't change your gender while in in uh, in the middle mm-hmm. of Stonehenge. It propagates <laughs> outwards. Okay, that didn't go as well. That joke didn't land anywhere um but yeah um the british tabloid media Mm -hmm. because it has this especially sensationalized approach and because it actually sells like way more than it does in the state like you can actually move paper in england in a way that you can't move in other countries And the stuff that you can move on paper are these sort of crazy. They they just found that after like a couple of pieces of pretty ho hum legislation were passed in like 2013 Parliament that had to do with trans rights, uh, stories were published and newspapers found that oh they could get hits publishing all of these stories that had like op ed controversial think pieces about trans rights. And that's what started the thing. And they found that even more that they could get higher numbers if they published negative opinions about trans people. And so this sort of cynical approach to journalism is really what led to the proliferation huh. yeah. of transphobia as a mainstream that's... idea. And and I'm talking, I shouldn't even say tabloids because uh, sh- shit like The Guardian would do this yeah, shit as well. Yeah, that's the same attitude that the uh, social networks have adopted. They also like yeah. negative stories. They really like the negative stories. Yeah, I yeah, because outrage, outrage media like definitely has its roots in that British tabloid media that Rupert Murdoch even came yeah. out of. You That's know, guys why, like you that. know what I say. And Pier and Piers Morgan. You know what you know what I say. Yeah, let's just ignore the bad news. It's <laughs> fucking bullshit. Damn, someone. Sh- <laughs> Someone create a show that's only Hell good yeah. news, uh, and then sell it to CBS, and then not produce any episodes. <laughs> it's like we'll, it's just like each week will be like episode next week. There wasn't any good yeah. news this week. <laughs> no, that that actually happened. Did you not hear that happen? The Jim from The Office, right? John Krasinski started a web series where it was only good oh. news. And he would have his celebrity friends on. And then he sold the format to CBS and then for like millions of dollars. And then they produced no episodes. <laughs> I did not know that I thought of a real world office plot. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so good. I, I mean, John Krasinski might be a fucking huge bastard. I, 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 I maybe not personally, but at least all the stuff he appears in is real bastard mm-hmm. media. Like the Benghazi movie and the Jack Ryan yeah. stuff. And it's not even fun Jack Ryan. It's especially propagandistic Jack Ryan. Yeah, he's not. We're not sending our best to Hollywood anymore. <laughs> uh, like Hollywood nah. slash CIA stuff. Not, not sending our best. Not like Daniel Craig. <laughs> no. Out of all the tomato nosed yeah. action stars. The original. Daniel Craig is the my original um, Hollywood um, CIA 
bonding experience, which was James <laughs> Bond. Bunch of bullshit, man. I'm very anti-James Bond. Uh, James Bond with MI6? No, I know. I was know. He but did he collaborate with the yeah, CIA? No, ever? no, he didn't. But it, it was like propagandistic in a way that encouraged the CIA to make movies, I think. So, yeah, you were right. I misspoke. Mm. MI, but MI6 teaming up with, I guess, Hollywood, whoever the fuck it was of making <laughs> James Bond in the 60s. Yeah. Well, prop, propagandizing what are they, what are they called, is... British Hollywood back there? Is it just Stonehenge? Is like, uh, we'll call it Stonehenge because it's all we got. It's all we Stonehenge. Movie company. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah oh, he was man. propaganda for the British government and the collapsing empire. We've still got it, you see. We've got... <laughs> yes. Yeah. We'll have a Scottish man, and he'll uh, take all your women, and as he's raping them, eventually they'll and like that's it. Empire, baby. James Bond rapes a woman every three seconds in the first four Bond movies. It's really my quite theory, astonishing. You'll you'll blink if you miss it. My theory is that you can you can divine what is happening in the government and the deep state by um, a close reading of the Marvel movies, like a very close okay. reading. Okay. And um, all I will say is that when the plot changes, like when the Marvel movies are no longer the dominant movie, that will be when we know like there has been some kind of huge change in the order of the government when it's not Marvel movies anymore that are dominant. I think it's that um, close. I, I, you're, you're saying that you're saying that as a joke. No, I'm not. But <laughs> I. I think that like we the 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 person or organization that chooses the dominant movie form that attracts the public interest is the government, and when yeah. <laughs> when it's not Marvel movies anymore, that's when we'll know something big has happened. Yeah, I, well, I think that's pretty like absolutely. Superhero movies are a stand-in for people's uh, waning faith in neo neoliberalism and their desire to believe that a bunch of technocratic elites actually do have their backs. Like, uh, and and you know that was even the criticism in Incredibles mm -hmm. two. You know, the reaction to the Marvel movies, the the villain in Incredibles two, is like ah, people become dependent on these technocrats and they don't. Uh, you know, they don't form communities and seek to help themselves, which is also kind of Adam Curtis's thesis as well, which is like be we, we become uh, sort of dependent on these individual figures who let us down. And that sort of atomizes us and isolates us more when instead we should be seeking to find uh, ways to collectivize our own power. They as opposed to relying on They seem on to want to have us uh, think of it as myth, so I propose that we do that, and, but do it the good way, and redo all the Marvel movies in the style of long, epic poetry, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why you always hear them being compared to Greek mythology, right? Let's fucking right? do it's it. Like, so in this one... Captain America turns himself into a swan and no, rapes a No, but let's lady. also let's change <laughs> let's change the plots to make them good and like evocative of the of the death of an empire or the modern like okay. I don't know a lot of the Iliad to me is kind of about Bronze Age collapse. So in, in so. this one, Iron Man turns himself into mm -hmm. a bear. 
and rapes oh, oh, a boy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what okay. Greek mythology was all about, turning yourself into animals and raping. True. That's 50% of all Greek mythology is turning into an animal no, no, no. and rape. That was not, like, they, they were not, the original furries in that 50. respect. It's not close to 50%. 50% of all, 50% of all Greek mythology. No, Those are just mistranslations in no, the Iliad. A more accurate thing to say would be like 50% is murders, because most of it is just murders. The Trojan horse was a mistranslation. That was actually Achilles turning himself into a horse and raping Agamemnon. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was just a bunch of weird bestiality. That's all it was. It was all it was. That's all oh, it was. Man. No, there's a lot of cool stuff you can learn from it, dude. Uh, what, the Iliad? Well, no, what can you learn from the Iliad? mythology, but... Um, okay. Anyway, we don't have to get into Greek mythology. We're talking about turning... We no, can no. get into it. Okay, no, no, hit me up, hit me up. What's your best Greek, what's your favorite Greek mythological story? Well, Troy is pretty great, the Iliad. I do, if you want to talk Troy about that. And also there's plays by Sophocles and Aeschylus about Agamemnon. There's, I can't remember who. I think it's called the Eumenides. About mm. some, some shit that happened with Agamemnon. Do you like Antigone? Are you an Antigone fan? Well, Any of that like, line? Any yeah, of the Oedipus line? Yeah, is like one of those p- kinds of plays, but it's about the tragedy of Agamemnon because he had to kill his daughter to go to Troy, and then he gets killed by his wife and gets back. Anyway, there's cool stuff. Mm. No bestiality. There's just like, oh my god, you betrayed the laws of the guest. Like Zeus is the god of guestness. Like I was a bad host. <laughs> and stuff mm. like that. You know, yeah. There's a lot of those. There's a lot of uh, punishment for treating guests poorly. Yeah. You got to treat your guests well. Yeah, he's a mm-hmm. guest. You got to give them bro. like turkey always... legs. <laughs> <laughs> big old. They, I don't think they had turkey yeah. in ancient yeah, whatever Greece. goat legs. You got to give them like a big piece of meat. Yeah. <laughs> big, you got to like yeah. give them like a selection of young maidens. You got to give them like a feather mattress and like some gold, like a golden gift and some incense. Young boy, young boy. Uh, uh, yeah, a, a sheep. Boy. If he likes a sheep. <laughs> you got to give them. You got to give them uh, the Greek equivalent to femboy hooters, which was. Um, I don't know, femboy souvlaki, mm, souvlaki style femboy. That's yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that. Why don't put your femboys on a spit? I think and you roast should move them. to Turkey. Femboys Have al pastor. Have you ever thought about moving to Turkey? What? Yeah. Me? Yeah. In Turkey? In <laughs> the big city? No, Tur- Yeah, move to Istanbul. I'm gonna make it after all. Wait, wait, why, why, why is uh, moving to Turkey such a funny premise for you? Um, for for me? the for the Suvlaki femboys. <laughs> uh, for the Suvlaki femboys, I'll start the first Suvlaki femboys yeah. in Turkey. You just immediately go to Turkish prison. <laughs> uh, immediately go out uh, to Turkish prison. Uh, maybe, maybe I could do it in Iran. Maybe I could pull it off in Iran. I don't think I could call them femboys though. They would just have to be women. It would just have to be, and I don't think I can make it like a Hooters. They would just be. In you're really thinking like a. You're thinking like a businessman. <laughs> How am I gonna make this work? How am I gonna make a month? I don't think I can make Femboy Suvlaki. I feel like Femboy Suvlaki could work in Germany, <laughs> actually, or like yeah, the Antwerp. Netherlands. <laughs> That's. Yeah. Ooh. 
That's where I would. That's where I would do femboy tzatziki. Because mm. mm. <laughs> it's made of their cream. It's made of their yogurt. <laughs> Ew, dude, gross. Their yogurt. Why don't you like? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what Greek yogurt is. It's just young. Boy one time cum. in in fifth grade, this was the stuff of legend. Um, a young Vietnamese boy in our class named. Well, never mind. I won't say his name. It, Don't give his because, name. Because, um, in fact, no one ever found out that it was him. And it was the only time we were all unified in protecting someone in our class. We never did this again. We always <laughs> turned each other in. But this young man threw a go-gurt <laughs> so high that it got stuck to the wall. And even the janitor couldn't get it down. <laughs> and it was in class. So there was a go-gurt way up high. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> Just forever. <laughs> and no one no one told the teacher, no one told the principal who it was. But we all knew who it was because we watched him do it and we all cheered when it, <laughs> it stuck there. <laughs> Just slowly coagulating yep. Just for curdling, all of eternity. Yeah. It's oh, still yeah. there. And to you this can imagine day. like the jokes that we would be just like telling each other, like I can smell it. <laughs> just <laughs> it was good good stuff in fifth grade. Uh you had a go-gurt on the so, wall. It was before we all grew to hate each other. It was like Lord of the Flies. <laughs> if only you had if only you had more amusing go-gurt anecdotes that could have banded you yeah. together. No, well, it was just a, ser- a series of, of escalating bullying events after that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't understand how, like, I'm depressed as an adult. Because if I just think back to childhood just a little bit, it's like, that shit is so much worse than my mm-hmm. life right now. I have agency now. I can smoke mm-hmm. weed. I can I can go to the store. Unlimited rupee float is a good one. Unlimited rupee yep. floats until I shit my <laughs> pants. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I I feel like that's I should be grateful for what I should practice more gratitude that I'm not a fucking kid anymore. Uh, Simple Plan was right when they said I'm just a kid and life is a Whoa. nightmare. Uh, they really hit it on. They really hit it out of the park. Are you there. into Simple Plan? With their French Canadian pop punk stylings, brought solace really? to my wow. heart. Wow, I knew yeah. some. I think my god sister was into Simple Plan. She was into Good Charlotte. I know. Yeah, that's that's a very funny iteration of pop punk, mid two thousands pop punk, especially bland and annoying. Uh, How could this happen to me? I've been so afraid. <laughs> yeah, that's depressing. I I don't know. Maybe there's a place for it. People seem to love it. It really seemed to resonate with a lot of people. And I I think there's nothing wrong with like obvious or hit you over the head type of messaging, because that's really what it is. That's why it's cringe. Is because it's so naked and dumb, and there's no subtlety to it. And it's it's produced with this lack of self-awareness, almost. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people mock about it is actually what people respond to. So funny, yeah. that. 
Oh, a raw look behind palace doors. Megan and Harry yeah. meet with yeah. Oprah. A raw, a raw <laughs> tail. A saucy, t a saucy boy. Hmm. Hmm. I was being a very saucy boy, <laughs> Oprah. A very saucy boy indeed. Uh, man. Man, if my mom was the queen and she was racist? <laughs> racist queen, no racist queen. Man, I would much prefer a woke queen. I don't know about you, but I would like it if my queen understood intersectionality. Yeah, I was thinking that this is a kind of a really big fuck up I think for them because they're struggling to be relevant and if they are lame and racist then people are going to be mad at them and that's all that counts in their eyes so it's a huge mistake to be horrible racists in 2020 my, <laughs> that's my maybe verdict. it is but none of None of the little Englanders that would be responsive to this are in my media sphere. Because I can imagine, you know, just like a lot of Arsenal fans are like, Oh, the Queen knows what she's talking about. We don't want no fucking, you know, we don't not. Okay. We don't want no goddamn mulatto. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there'd be racist people in, in England. Uh-huh. I'm sure there's some people who are who are like saying that the the Oprah interview is a horrible betrayal. I've been a gooner all my life, and this Oprah, <laughs> that, I don't know who this Oprah lady is. Crying. <laughs> I've been a yeah. gooner all my life. <laughs> this is how this is how you you, you, you repay the queen. Yeah, the good shit like Christopher Cantwell, the crying Nazi. Except this guy's the crying monarchist. And it's very, very odd. Uh, um, a lot of British uh, robots on Twitter, I observed. I was looking for British people's responses, and I found some robots uh, on Twitter replying. Hmm. <sighs> Fucking... uh, Philosophy Tube, the, the YouTuber, once said that the Queen is basically England's waifu. <laughs> England's collectivized shared waifu and I always thought oh yeah that's pretty good that's a pretty accurate description and that's why people are you know uh, insanely quick to defend her her racist racist well, to actions be fair this could have been Charles it could have been just <laughs> Charles because the queen yeah. might also be just completely out of it so you know it's true or it could have been Philip she could, could be have been, it could have been could have uh, been Philip. Fucking old guy who looks like a vampire. Uh, could what if it it was funny? It was just Andrew. Like Andrew's just the bad yeah. egg. He's the pedophile oh. and the racist, oh. and they just. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just can't get rid of what him. Is he, you know, is he Duke of Kent? <laughs> he should he should have his title stripped. He's, he's Duke yeah. of Cunt. He's Duke That's of what ass. he is. <laughs> I got some Duke on my ass. Yeah, me too, brother. It's because I don't me wipe too, hard enough. It's because I don't wipe till I'm bloody. Dude, like I've been I used bloody. To. I've had bloody wipes. I've got hemorrhoids from from constipation uh, no. sitting in the car for eleven hours. Oh uh, no! You should get a donut. Yeah, I guess. Oh yeah, I am sitting right on my butthole in a bad way. It's. Oh. You know, you see a lot of those pop and pimple videos, and people are like, I don't know what it is. I'm just in, really into pimple popping. Mm -hmm. But 
You never see any popping hemorrhoids Ooh. videos, you know? Ooh, it hurts. <laughs> you never see anybody who's like, ah, uh, oh, just like, I don't know what it is about those hemorrhoid God, popping videos, but there's something about it, you know? It's really enticing yeah, me. Yeah, well... I mean, I do get it. I've watched those pimple popping videos, but the pimple popping ones are good. But the blackhead removal videos, uh, that's geez. the real shit where they're just like removing a greasy field this, of blackhead and these little grease noodles are coming out of people's an, pores. Like an extra that's, kind of explicit notification for this episode because that's beyond explicit. <laughs> this is, a, this is, a this greasy is episode. an egregious breach of... Um, common trust in terms of not describing disgusting things uh, you were banned sir you were banned from the show turn we prepared right from the start turn for around one week, brown eye that's saying we those said. things you are banned for one week next week will be a solo episode oh, just me talking about how much you suck <laughs> no no that's the punishment no, I'm kidding. I would never. I would oh, never. Okay. Oh, but can we still, but can we still be friends? But can we still, but can we still be friends? I'll think about it. Um, there, some other stuff that I want to bring up because um, it's a subject that is near and dear to my heart and another subject that dominated uh, part of the news cycle this week was uh, Space Jam. Oh, boy, I didn't... Wow. When you're living in a bubble and you haven't got a can, Space mm-hmm. Jam, mm-hmm. yeah. I believe I can fly, motherfucker, mm-hmm. R. Kelly-ass yeah. Space Jam is coming back, and people got some problems <laughs> with it. Uh, first of which is Lola yep. Bunny. So Lola Bunny in the original Space Jam, uh, some would say was sexualized. Would you say that Lola John- Bunny in the original Space Jam was uh, sexualized? Guess what? Guess what? I have not seen Space Jam. Oh no! You're not a '90s. <laughs> My parents kid. didn't let me, probably because of the sexy titty bunny. <laughs> Sexy titty buddy was too much. Your dad's a. I don't know about this um, anatomical rabbit. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Or they were racist and they were well, like, there's a black guy in that movie. You can't see that. <laughs> uh, uh, there's some sort of Meghan Markle yeah, here. It's uh, one of those two. <laughs> um. Uh, so, but yeah, the original Space Jam, Lola Bunny was a character that was invented for the movie. Um, sort of, she was sort of like a '90s archetypical girl boss character, where she was better than her male compatriots at the sport, but she was also hypersexualized. So it's like, ah, you're almost there. You're almost there, '90s inclusion machine. <laughs> hey man, be careful, because uh, I've heard and, that uh, making fun of Lola Bunny is doing literal violence to furries on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Real? Uh, has that actually been like a yeah. thing in the furry so community? Be careful, because you might be um, cancelable. <laughs> oh no, I might be. I this might be fur canceled. <laughs> At any rate, but yeah, Lola Bunny. <laughs> Lola Bunny. Yeah, she was. She was a lot of people's. Uh, apparently, a lot of people's first sexual awakening. So, uh, the these Lola nomics are serious. Uh, so what they did in the new Space Jam movie with LeBron James is they pared down Lola Bunny's bosom. And uh, the thing is, I guess the rabbit is still coded female because she wears her ears in a ponytail. 
and she's got mm-hmm. big hips, but she has less noticeable breasts now, and people were mad about that. The the joke that I wanted to make but I couldn't make, and I saw someone else later make it who could make it was, uh, I'm glad Lola Bunny got the top surgery. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, an actual trans person made huh. that joke, well, which I couldn't. They, mm. but, and so, but people mm. got the, the sort of... The uh, the uproar machine took its usual course, and of course, it's like they're killing our tit yeah. rabbits. The the conservative media machine was like, we need to preserve the titty <laughs> rabbits. Why did that? I kind that I kind of felt like the, this is an obvious trap for conservative media people. Like you can weed out the really retarded, sorry, uh, R-worded ones, um, yeah, because. It's what the fuck? <laughs> Who cares? I guess I don't care because I haven't seen Space Jam. I'm safe on um, this one. You know who cares is conservatives because all this shit is is culture war shit. You know that's all they care about. You know if you could that see to me that is the hor- the stupid stupid calculation of the fucking post left people like uh, uh, Amy Therese and to a lesser extent Glenn Greenwald. Is that um, if you could explain class solidarity to right-leaning working-class people, they would already be fucking communists. If you could do that, if there was any effective method of doing that, because they're just all poisoned by this culture war shit. It's all they care about. They don't understand material analysis. This is the only way to get to them is through this culture war bu- bullshit. And it's dominated by this dumbass Lola, sh- Lola mm. Bunny shit, constantly. Apparently, it's what people fucking care about. Yeah. Even like you see Fox News doing segments on they're canceling all of our favorite guys. Um. Also, Dr. Yeah. Seuss was in the the racist Dr. Seuss books. Conservatives started buying Dr. Seuss books on I, droves in order get, to spite yeah. Dr. When Seuss you, company for banning the racist Dr. 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 Seuss books. shot up in the charts. They made a bunch of money off of this. Just FYI. Yeah, which is weird because it that would seem to incentivize Dr. Seuss to keep banning its racist content if every time it they does got all so. Of it. Didn't it, they get uh, all of it, though? You, you mean to tell me there's hmm? more? Oh, there's... De- I mean, there's oh, definitely... Man. Hey... Don't ban you the know, Grinch, spent, and I'll well, be happy. Was it there? There was a controversy in that the Cat in the Hat is supposed to have been based off of a, a black elevator operator that Dr. Seuss. Had, I don't. I don't know. Or something like they're, that. They're not going to be able to ban the Cat in the I, Hat because I, I, a certain Jim Jim Carrey, I believe, played him. Right. <laughs> Mike. No, My, Mike Myers. What are you going to do him. about Mike that? Myers played him. You got to pick your battles, cancelers. Okay. You got six books. <laughs> That's good. You're going to try to cancel major motion uh, pictures. You're going to piss off the corporations, and they're not going to continue displaying your slogans. I don't think anybody is making money on the mid-2000s Cat in the Hat movie. I think Mike Myers would be proud to disown that yeah, movie. He's just... I think that movie's probably even a little problematic and wouldn't help the Dr. Seuss's is racist. Really? Uh, I, I haven't seen it in a while, but yeah, some weird shit happened. Like some weird, like adult jokes that don't really work, happened yeah, in that movie. I was not allowed to see that either. That was it was blasphemy. You, sorry, my house yeah. is religious. You said, 
You said the R word retarded earlier, which you're not supposed to say, but I was thinking about it earlier in the context of it's so fucking crazy. Do you think about how crazy a time the early 2000s were that the Black Eyed Peas got one of the biggest songs ever of all time, like of that decade, it called let's get retarded yeah it's still hard for me not to say it because it was a word i said a lot which is not something to be proud of i'm not proud of it no said gay a lot too called a lot of things gay called a lot of people gay but yeah i think on the spectrum of um i think on the spectrum of bad things to say they're definitely you know if you're doing a spectrum of if you were doing a tier list of words you can't say n-word s tier number one can't say that one you know we're not even going to try you like i wouldn't even say it but i can't say i do not endorse the tearing system of slurs (laughs) i am not endorsing the tearing system of slurs (laughs) okay just making that clear uh, you know, uh, cracker, Listen, honky, dude. those are F tier slurs because nobody's offended. My first offended girlfriend by had them. a tiering system for her friends, and she showed it to me like it was no <laughs> big deal. She was like, "Hey, you want to look at my friend pyramid?" And I'm like, "What's your friend pyramid?" And she was like, "Oh, it's which friends are currently doing the best." And I'm like, "Doing the best." And she's like, "Yeah, at the criteria for the friend pyramid, which is how I rank my friends." You're number three. And I was like, but we're boyfriend and girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, yeah, yeah. Some some of the other Uh, criteria uh, that my other two friends meet just adds up to more than that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Fuck. The other part of the fucking Space Jam thing was um, mm-hmm. Pepe Le Pew. So Pepe Le Pew just came out that they cut all the Pepe Le Pew scenes uh, this week. And allegedly, according to uh, an article from the AV Club, there was a scene written where someone explained consent to right. Pepe and that's Le Pew. Offensive. That's offensive to French people, okay? <laughs> the notion of yeah. consent is very offensive to French people. They had to take it out. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, you're not respecting right. French culture. Yeah, you're being you're doing woke mm-hmm. ableism to French people when you say that they oh, have to what ask do you for mean? consent. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no, no. It is not. It is not a concept yeah. in their culture. They consider it to be a decadent Western concept. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh man. Well, that, that's. I mean, you, you jest, but it really what? do be like that in France. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when Me Too was coming out and Catherine Deneuve was like, "Ah oh, no, this is nonsense. These are just boys yeah. being boys." Well, ah. that happened in New York City with uh, Cuomo in the fallout. The Cuomo fallout was. Uh, thousands of old ladies banded together with their umbrellas and beat up um, the young reporters who were so so <laughs> such smart Alex to report on this nothing nothing story um, if you don't like it mm. get over it okay a message from the mothers of New York <laughs> <laughs> we love a Cuomo we want him to drill us with his sopra yeah. set with his big sopra set well, as everyone keeps repeating as if it's a fucking mantra, it's a generational divide. <laughs> the olds are insane. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I I don't know. I could see how you could like Cuomo. Everybody from our generation likes the Sopranos, right? And he's basically just like a Sopranos mm, character. Guess so. I don't know. Uh, he's like Johnny Sack or something like that. What what character do you think? I guess you don't. It's been a while since you've seen. You wouldn't care. <laughs> I think he's like Johnny. You can Sack. say Sopranos stuff. Uh, yeah, I should stop. I, I feel like I'm leaning too heavily on Sopranos I, references. I, I feel it so. like clicked in my head. The first one like, of the show. I got. I, I get a lot I of responses. I keep track of these kinds of things, and I would have told you by now, in in our in our post show okay, discussions, okay. where I berate you on what you did wrong. I'm <laughs> 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 sorry. I'll do better next time. Fresh? Can we still be fresh after this? Still fresh. fresh. My my riffs will be tastier next time. I'll have tastier riffs. Um, I like the idea of someone explaining consent to Pepe Le Pew. No means no. <laughs> no, no. But I thought no means we. Ah. Uh. Oh, my. Um. The only thing I saw about Space Jam was that they um, digitally increased LeBron's hairline. Yeah, they <laughs> really <laughs> airbrushed in hairline where there's no. <laughs> Maybe not. I think he did that himself professionally, um, but they may have done a little touch up up top, you know, just because because he mm-hmm. the man had a problem, I think, and then he went to a doctor and got someone else's hair surgically implanted one at a time, sometimes three in one hole. It's very painful. And then your scalp is bleeding and the blood yeah. pools and gets down in your eyes. It can blind you. Um, what I think was happening with Giuliani hey. is related to that, frankly. <laughs> I mean, if you're rich enough, you can get the good hair plugs. Look mm-hmm. at Elon Musk. Best hair plugs I've ever seen yeah. on a fucking guy. I, I hate the guy, but I will admit whoever his hair plug guy is God, did a really good job. Yeah. That really looks painful. Have you seen Have you seen fresh hair plugs? Yeah. Have you seen pictures of freshly yeah. implanted hair plugs? I have. Looks like a bloody hey, forest. Um, President J, uh, Mr. P, President B, President J B. I call him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're real tight. President Mr. P, Mr. P. He's got hair plugs. Mm-hmm. Uh. Mm-hmm. Ah, hey Jack. Hey Jack. I don't know what he says anymore. Uh, he well, just says Jack. Okay, he, Jack. On this Friday, Jack. he Jack. he um, tweeted a, a picture, no, a, a, a video of him leaving the Oval Office in slow motion. Yeah, it that was very was, cool. <laughs> after having Dude, done nothing, he looks nothing. great in a yeah. suit and a mask. He looks great. Yeah. Uh, that was just, I mean, the the lines that I I saw preceding it were, "This is just him moving at normal speed." Mm-hmm. Which is, which is very fun. I'm sure someone has already photoshopped an explosion going off behind. Join the cult of Joe is my recommendation. I mean, I'm kind of already there. The thing is, he's obviously a monster, but I get what people find so so gosh darn likable about him. He does have that frat boy energy, and and the thing is, it's like I can't. The parodic image of Joe Biden as a senile old coot uh, fills me mm-hmm. with joy, and I can't separate that from the actual senile old coot who is less joyful. 
So, you know, it's like that I, I, the Onion felt sort of bad for creating such such a lovable caricature of Joe they Biden. They shouldn't feel so bad. They've done us all a favor because, Diamond because when, when the asteroids hit or when the, the nukes start to fall, I will like to just trust in Joe. Because there's, not, cause mm. there's nothing else we're going to be able to do. We're powerless. So... Um, when, yeah, when the nukes are falling, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Joe to trust in, which is great because we are probably gonna attack China five minutes from now. <laughs> Look, if a group of Chechnyan terrorists took over Air Force One when Trump was president, he couldn't have fought him off. <laughs> oh, he couldn't come have on. fought him off. But Diamond Joe, I think Trump could have. He's got that Harrison Force action heroes. You know it. You know they both know karate. You know they could both. Disarm they a man should. at 30,000 feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Air Force One. That's a great uh, movie. Did, now, did there's a great Did you see that Trump movie. has threatened Lisa Murkowski now? He, no, which one's Lisa Murkowski? She's senator from Alaska. Trump said he's going to go campaign against her in Alaska in 2022. So Trump... Sort of a Trump downgrade. Trump going to Alaska, probably for the first time in his life, in November and October. <laughs> to run as a no, congressman? just to hold campaign rallies against Lisa Murkowski to get back at her. <laughs> oh, man. We really blew it. We could have had him again, and we blew it, America. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. We got Joe. What are you talking about? That we got a less funny version of them. It's great. Well, you know, hey, we got um, this weird stimulus package that only lasts a year, but it's like giving everyone who has a kid gets and like two hundred bucks a month for a year. On pretty average. good. Yeah, that's pretty good. But it's also overall, it's less money than the yeah, Trump. Yeah, but the Trump stimmy, stimmy went primarily so. to corporations. Well. This well, stimmy goes primarily to the middle class and the working class. That's Diamond Joe's promise. <laughs> you get a promise from Diamond yeah, and Joe. The, and so now the that State is. Department is doing weird stuff where they're they're like, the reason we got to bomb Syria is we are all about the working class in America. We're all about the middle class <laughs> and the working class in America. Really, the here, yeah. Jack. The reason why we got to do tax cuts to uh, 501c3s turning over uh, uh, $7 million in profit a year is uh, working class. Um, well, they are, so working class. with this stimmy, they are spending on the middle and the working class. And uh, we will see what kind of return on investment they get, to use a capitalist phrase, ROI. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> ROI, that's a hua, yeah. which is a, a king, which is what we are. Right. Well, hopefully it's good. And Two hopefully kings. the Democrats, not hopefully the Democrats kings. can, um, you know, come together in one year, snap their fingers, make it permanent. That's what they say they're going to do. They're they not going to do they that. They might, but they'll probably reduce it a bunch because Joe Manchin will be like, I don't want to continue... I don't I have gold feet. I don't want more money. I'm Joe Manchin. I don't want. No. Yeah. <laughs> Kirsten Cinema would be like, if there's I a don't sentiment. I don't want to do it either. 
We're at an hour and a half. I want to say that Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin are big fucking shitbags. Yeah, yeah, Everyone should hate girl them. Boss power forever, you know. And uh, it's been uh, turn around, yeah. brown eye, and I love all of you. Every now and then I have to fight.